This is the best of Real Presence Live. We now bring you an interview with Rachel Mueller as she shares how God has been with them through some dire times as a family. Rachel, welcome to the show. Well, okay, see, I told you. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. I Thanks, told Rachel. you. Okay, so Rachel, you've been on the air with us before, um, but just to recap a little bit, this February twelfth, twenty eighteen, was a life changing day in your house, um, and and we just want to know a little bit about kind of what happened, what has happened since, um, and really how. God has just been active um, throughout all of that. So can you share at least to start a little bit of your story with us? Sure. Um, My second oldest daughter, Alicia, uh, had become sick the weekend before February 12th. Um, Very quickly, the morning of February 12th, she uh, started having trouble breathing. So we took her to... How old was she? She was 11 at the time. She just turned 11. And she trouble breathing, so we took her to the emergency department. They very quickly kind of stabilized her, I would say. And then about an hour later, we went up to the PICU there at Sanford Children's. And within three minutes of being there, she had a cardiac arrest as a result of toxic shock. At the time, we didn't know what caused the arrest. She just arrested. She was on CPR for between 50 and 60 minutes. Five, zero, six, zero? Yes. An hour. Almost an hour, wow. just short of an hour. Um, within, um, obviously, as parents, when you're watching this and they're doing CPR on your child, um, at, at about 20 minutes, we started to, to grasp that she's dying. This is, they're not going to be able to save her life. We knew you cannot keep a person alive on CPR forever. And we had no idea what other options there were. But at about that point, 25 minutes in, Uh, The doctor came to us and said, so we can't resuscitate your daughter, but, (laughs) and there was this light, this hope, but there's this machine that bypasses her heart and lungs. And in some cases it can save their, it has been known to save their lives. Do you want us to do that? Of course. Yeah. 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 Of course we want to do that. So, um, they continued CPR compressions while the surgeon and and the techs all got. Were they prepared. rotating who was kind of doing yes. CPR because that's a that's a big work. Yes, yes, they would rotate. I don't uh, every two to three minutes. Wow. I would say because every so often they would they would continue compressions and they would say stop compressions, check for pulse, and there would be this pause, no pulse, <sighs> continue compressions, and so of course Matt and I were just waiting for them to say cease compressions we right. knew we, we we were in the room we were watching all of this take place and we knew it was happening but praise god he has this technology available to us right here in sioux falls um it's a bypass machine called ecmo um i think like heart bypass patients get put on those during a during a surgery and that sort of thing um and they had never placed a patient here in sioux falls they never placed a patient on ecmo while doing CPR compressions. So this was a risk for them too, but it was the only hope we had. So um, after about 50 minutes, 50 to 60, somewhere in there, she was completely on ECMO. And and, uh, so this machine was her life support and breathing for her, doing the work of of her body. And then um, after uh, that day, they checked to make sure like her brain didn't have too much damage done to it and uh they decided to uh send her to minneapolis to um 
spend to recover there or to treat her there uh, because what they thought had happened is her heart had had infection and so they couldn't, can't treat heart infections here in Sioux Falls. Um, but praise God, it wasn't an infection. It was a toxic shock. It was a, it was a regular strep <coughs> infection that had caused the shock because she had pneumonia in her right lung and strep, which got into her bloodstream, which is mm -hmm. rare that strep gets into your bloodstream, but that's mm -hmm. what happens. And it shut all her organs down and caused... Um, so that's, so th that's what toxic shock is, when something yes. like an infection like that gets into your bloodstream. Yes. And, and yes. And starts shutting things starts down. Starts shutting down organs. Okay. Yes. Yes. Rachel, so. what... So you already talked a little bit about this, but I mean, I... Um, so we also have... So she, she... How old is she now? She's 12 now. She's 12 now. Okay. Yeah. So we, we have 13-year-olds, um, and just thinking about them at that age, you talked a little bit about this already, but... What are you thinking as a mom? What's the thinking as a dad as you're watching this? This is the best of Real Presence Live. Right now, you're listening to an interview with Rachel Mueller on how God has brought them through some extremely difficult times as a family. Well, as parents, you're watching your child die in front of you, and it happens so fast. Yeah. And you think, um, Lord, help us help us but um i i do remember having the presence of mind to think not not my will but yours oh. be done which was a really hard prayer yeah. to pray in that moment because um i knew what could happen but i but and i knew god would see us through it if that was his mm -hmm. will mm -hmm. so um the other thing i thought um, <laughs> you know, we're, I'm human. I was five weeks pregnant at the time. Um, and I remember saying, God, please don't let this be a replacement baby. Like, wow. Sure. Yeah. I, it was sure. also a prayer on my yeah. heart was, yeah. please don't, yeah. don't let this, I, yeah. I would almost resent a replacement baby, but not my will, but yours yeah. be done. And I'm so. sure in the, in the, you know, in the midst of that, there's this adrenaline that's happening. What about, okay, so once she was moved to Minneapolis, yes. then, I mean, cause then things start to unfold. You're, you're kind of figuring out maybe a new reality. Um, what was, right. what was the transition of your heart in those following, you know, months? Cause you were there for how many months were you in Minneapolis? We were there for how many weeks? Uh, six weeks. We six were weeks. there all through okay. Lent. All okay. of Lent. All wow. of Lent. Yes. Wow. Yes. We, we went, we ended up there the day before lent and came home on good friday okay so what was wow. your so, prayer while you yes. were there what was your lent <laughs> how was that lent <laughs> that year Jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh well you know the first couple days were really touch and go because we didn't know uh her prognosis yet mm -hmm. of course we mm -hmm. didn't know if she would survive there was a lot of stress in there was a lot of stress in knowing um if she was going to survive or not uh, that Lent was particularly um, very, uh, lots of consolation was poured wow. out. Wow. Lots of consolation poured out on us through this. Ironically, uh, the U of M Masonic Children's Hospital has the floors labeled in different landscapes of things. So the third floor, the PICU, happened to be a desert themed floor. Lent. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> the sixth floor Stop is the Savannah, it. which is also kind oh of arid, gosh. which she spent two weeks there. But it was ironic that the third floor was a desert-themed right. floor. So wow. how ironic that every day I would you arrive. You were into the desert. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If wow. So it was. Yeah, Father Fox dispensed me of actually having to give up anything. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. little penance going on. <laughs> he said, don't worry about giving anything up. I said, okay. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, this is Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am Emily Lita. And we're broadcasting this morning from the, the Mustard Seed Catholic Store in Sioux Falls and visiting this morning with Rachel Mueller, sharing her story about her... What's your daughter's name? Alicia. 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 Um, and uh, quite a, well, mirac- I mean, traumatic, but also miraculous series of events that unfolded February of 2018, so almost two years ago now. Um, So she suffered, and you had no idea, but going back just real quick, so she got sick the weekend before, she, I mean, you didn't know it was this significant. We did, we had no clue. We thought uh, she had the flu, Mm -hmm. um, because she did have a high temperature, um, and, and, um, but we called into the clinic, they said it really sounds like the flu, and unless she gets worse, if you want us to just diagnose it, mm-hmm. we can, but there's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. treated at home. And, and in fact, her temperature had started to go down that morning. Mm-hmm. And so that Monday morning when, Ooh. so we were worried about dehydration and um, just f- fatigue and stuff. So we were thought we were wow. treating dehydration right. at wow. that point. And it went just very quickly. Um, I do want to speak to one of the, the things that happened that morning when um, one of the things that we consider a miracle that happened is the um that the doctor the surgeon that could place her on ecmo um the technicians they were all available and not involved in any other cases at the point when she started to arrest wow. so which they, doesn't happen at our hospitals exactly exactly they were sitting at lunch uh enjoying enjoying lunch and they heard the code and thought and they said, well, let's just go check it out to see if we can assist because they knew the PICU. The PICU was extremely packed, too. There were a lot of sick kids there wow. also. Um, miraculously, every one of them survived, too. Wow. All the kids wow. in there. Wow. So they had a really, they said it was a really bad day. But they came up to see if they could assist and immediately started talking about the possibility of ECMO. Could they do this? It's never been done. Can we place her on it? Can we help to save her life. And so the fact that God orchestrated everybody to be available um, and that the doctor was willing, the doctor was willing to go and try that because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of risks too. There's Mm -hmm. bleeding on the brain. Um, She could have died from the machine itself, Mm -hmm. um, that sort of thing. So now almost two years, almost two years later, not quite, um, where, I mean, looking back, how do you feel like your family is doing now? How has your family been changed? Has your family been changed by this experience? I know you've commented about just getting actually back to a normal. Right. Um, yes. But what's been that, you know, what's been that experience? Well, you know, we're a family of nine people. We have six other children. Yeah. So it's it's um, hard to not get caught up in the daily grind of life. Um, mm-hmm. We had a little Azeli. Like I said, I was five weeks pregnant. Azeli right. showed up in October <coughs> and um, kind of brought a new life mm, to amen. our family that changed our focus from healing to to new chapter. New chapter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She really brought a lot of joy and healing well, to our family. Providential. Exactly. Yeah. And um, 
But Alicia's doing very well. I think we try to remember more often to be grateful for each moment. And it goes so quickly. Mm-hmm. It it was so fast. She crashed and so fast right in front of us. I think it. there are times when I catch myself, I need to be grateful for these children because in an instant, our lives can change mm-hmm. drastically. Mm-hmm. And so to treasure those moments. Um, not all the time do I do that by any means, but I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I do differently, especially. Mm-hmm. Rachel, just we got one minute left. I, I, I'd be curious, thinking about the, the people listening, maybe who have gone through some experiences or not, what would you share with people from this experience that you and your family have gone through? I think it, as hard as it is, to not be fearful of what comes ahead because when your faith is deeply rooted in, when your faith is rooted in God, he gives you the grace. He gives you what you need to get through it. Um, A a lot of people say, I can't imagine what you went through. Well, no, you don't have to because you've never gone through it. But God gives you, he really does give you the grace that you need to get through it when it comes, when Mm -hmm. the time comes. Mm -hmm. And I love your comment about fear. You know, letting go of the fear. That's just, that hits me right in the, right in the heart. You know, this reality of, yeah, yes. we need not fear. Be not afraid. Yes. Be not afraid. Yes. Amen. It's what, it's what he needs for you to do, and he'll give you the grace to get through it when it, when it comes. So fearing is not necessary. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you for It's a beautiful story, me. and yeah, I'm glad you're able to share again. Uh, yes. I hadn't heard it from you in that, in the detail, so I appreciate that. Yes. Thank Great. you. You're welcome. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.